0: Our 2011 Stanley Cup Champions! Welcome to Bruins Beat Podcast on CLNS Radio. CLNS Radio, the leading online provider. Audio and video coverage of your Boston sports teams. Follow CLNS on social media. On Twitter at www.twitter.com slash clnsradio or at clnsradio to find us on Twitter if you do a search. Facebook, www.facebook.com slash clnsfans. Download the CLNS Radio free mobile podcast app for iOS and Android. Simply search CLNS Radio in your app marketplace or for Android, clnsradio.com slash Android and iOS. Uh, that's where you can find all the podcasts, not just Bruins. We have Celtics, we have Patriots, and we have Red Sox as well. Also, the Bruins Beat Podcast is brought to you by Luke Crate. Luke Crate is the onslaught of the big summer blockbusters. Makes May the perfect time to celebrate some of pop cultures, unstoppable, unrelenting, and unbeatable characters and objects. We've got something that you can carry, something for your kitchen, and a cool figure to go with our monthly tea and pin featuring two Marvel thames plus warcraft and dragon ball z no one no one crate should have all this power loot crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek geek and gamer items and pop culture gear make sure when you go to lootcratecom slash clns and enter code clns to save three dollars on any new subscription jason uh good good to be back on the show this week we uh we thought this week was going to be a little bit boring show because of, uh you know, the Stanley Cup final starting up. But that, We pretty much thought that was going to be predominantly our show. But then Don Sweeney goes and decides to make some bonehead move that we have to talk about.
1: Yeah, I know it's frustrating because it feels like Peter Shirelli all over again. It feels like the same pattern is never going to end.
0: Yes, and for those of you that don't know what we're talking about or if you live under a rock and you're a Bruins fan, I'm sure you all know because it's been highly talked about in I can't find really anyone that seems to like this deal, is that Kevin Miller is re-signed with the Boston Bruins for four years and $10 million. Four years, $10 million, 2.5 a year for Kevin Miller. I don't know how many times Jason and I have talked about Kevin Miller last year and asked why he was even playing, why he was even in the lineup, how much he sucks, the turnovers he creates, the problems that the Bruins' defense have, I don't understand this move. I don't understand it whatsoever. He's 29 year He's gonna be 29 years old when you start the season next year. Don Sweeney's talking about growth, and he's talking about how he wants to have skill in more skill and younger players in his lineup. And Kevin Miller is the complete opposite of that. He is a hard-nosed player, right? He works hard. I'm not gonna say he doesn't work hard because he does. He's just not good, and that's the problem. And this is what like you just said. It feels like Peter Shirelli because. This is exactly what Peter Shirelli did. He would sign bottom of the roster players for long term contracts for too much money. And yes, people are going to be like, well, 2.5 is not that much. I understand that. But Kevin Miller is not good. And he did the same stuff. And Peter Shore did the same things with Chris Kelly, Danny Paye, Greg Campbell, Chris Kelly, Rich Peverly. All these players signing for a little bit here and there. Oh, here's 3 million. Here's 2 million. Here's 1.5. And it adds up. And that's why the Bruins had to get rid of Johnny Boychuk because they're signing bottom of the barrel roster players. And they already signed Adam McQuaid last year for four years and two point seven five million a year. And Kevin Millers are probably a five or a six defenseman. What is Adam McQuaid a five or a six defenseman? What do they both do? Oh, I don't know. Pretty much the same exact things. None of them have. None of them are really good offensively. They're tough. They work hard. They block shots. They play a, They try and play a sound defensive game. But they're both not that good.
1: So now you have... Here, Mike, let me build off of that. Because I posted about this earlier this week. The Bruins brought... And, we, and now the news, because this is all going to connect. The Bruins brought in Bruce Cassidy, who's for the, now the former coach of the Providence Bruins, right? And you hear Don Sweeney make the comment the team wants to get another transitional defenseman, while Bruce Cassidy's a transitional coach. So now, you look at their defense going into next year. you got Chara still, Seidenberg, McQuaid, and Miller. And you're But between all those players, that's over $20 million. And none of those players have the speed to be transitional defensemen. And you're not talking about the fact that they're going to still go out to Krug and probably throw dumb money at Krug, too. Well, so what is are the Bruins doing? What's changed in the last three years? Nothing since we lost Shirely. They, Nothing's changed. It's the same old story.
0: They've choked the last two years. They bring back Julian. We both disagree with it. But you know what? I understand why they bring back Julian. I do. Even though I don't like it, I can understand why. He is a good coach.
1: But but yet you're bringing in Bruce Cassidy, which is a sign that they're not that confident in Julian. Because Cassidy has been the person that's been talked about all along in the media to possibly replace Julian. So now you have Julian's replacement. And there's a very, very similar issue going on with the Boston Red Sox, too, with Tori Lovulu and John Farrell. This all seems very similar. I don't think Julian should be that comfortable this year.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think he should be that comfortable this year either, but we said the same thing last year, and he kept his job. And, like, you you just named off the Bruins' defenseman for next year. Seidenberg, Chara, McQuaid, Miller. It's the same thing as they had the last year. And they and every-
1: Tor- they want to re-sign Tory Krug. So, again, it's the same thing as last year.
0: It's the same decor. What's changed? There's nothing has changed. I don't understand what they're doing over there. They, you just missed the playoffs for the second consecutive year, choking down the stretch. Defense was your biggest no, problem Sweeney, all if year. Sweeney
1: says he's gonna. If Sweeney says who he's gonna bring in a transitional defenseman, or he's gonna try, who's out? I
0: don't. I don't know who's out. But the thing is, they've been talking about trying to improve the defense. The first thing Camille and Don Sweeney said after the year, we need to improve our defense. Well, you're keeping five of six defensemen from last year. That's not improving anything. And say they do bring in someone, whoever it may be. For that, the sixth squad they have opened?
1: You've seen this before. Thomas Cabreau, uh, Joe Corvo, all were supposedly transitional defensemen. How did they fare in Boston? They didn't. Maybe things will be different because Cassidy is the defensive coach. But you still don't have the speed for the entire defense, and those players will be exposed.
0: I just don't understand. Even if you bring in someone, name any defenseman that you bring in. I don't care. The rest of the defense sucks. It's the same thing as last year. I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't know what Don Sweeney's thinking bringing back Kevin Miller. Who's going to be 29 years old and give him a $2.5 million contract off for four of
1: two years. shoulder injuries in the last two seasons?
0: He's literally Adam McQuaid 2.0. He's the same exact thing as Adam McQuaid. And now you have both of them. And then you have
1: Joe Haggerty. Now you have four defensemen that are shells of what they used to be.
0: And then you have Joe Haggerty from CSN talking to NHL people saying how the Bruins will not be able to win with both Adam McQuaid and Kevin Miller because they're both the same player, making roughly the same money. I don't understand what they're doing. They have too many bottom-of-the-barrel defensemen. Then you have Steinberg coming out saying he doesn't want – he hope, ho- hopes the Bruins don't ask him to lift his no-trade clause. Well, I I understand why he's saying that. Cause wait,
1: he's, wait, I actually missed that. Seidenberg?
0: Steinberg said that he doesn't, want, he doesn't want to have to lift his no-trade clause.
1: See, this is just bad.
0: And then so the Bruins are bringing back their coach from last year. All the defensemen uh, – they're talking to Torrey Krug now. And you know what? I, I understand talking to Tory Krug. I'm I i do not Tory Krug's fine,
1: but but don't throw stupid money at the kid.
0: Don Don Sweeney said in his press conference after and his uh, media availability after signing Kevin Miller. Oh, we've talked to Tory Krug and his agent, and you know whatever he wants, we'll get a deal done. Why are you saying that? Why are you letting him dictate what he wants? You're pretty much saying, hey, ask for whatever, how much money you want, we'll give it to you. No problems, no no problems about it. Just tell me what you want, we'll give you the money. No problem. Yeah, you want seven million? Here you go. It's seven million. Like, can you be a worse GM than come out and say we're openly trying? Like, I understand you say uh, we're working on we're working on signing Tory Crouse. We'll we'll see if we can get a deal done. Something like that. He's pretty much telling everyone, well, and no matter what he wants, we'll it, give it to him. No matter what he wants. Here you go.
1: Yeah, you know what? Tell me how similar this is to the Boston Red Sox of a few years ago when they got rid of Theo Epstein and brought in Ben Cherington. Now the Bruins got rid of Peter Shirelli and brought in Don Sweeney. Doesn't this all feel very familiar?
0: It doesn't make Is sense. it a Boston thing? I don't know, but uh, Don Sweeney's been in the organization before. And it's just crazy how Don Sweeney has said from the beginning, I want to tr- do more of a transition game. I want to bring in skilled defensemen. I want to bring up the young players. I want to have, be transitioning.
1: And you know what? But yet he's in love with the same players that have done nothing.
0: Exactly. And the problem was, like you said, it's pretty much like Shirelli What young player has gotten better under Don Sweeney? Not one. Not yet. No. And now he's signing Kevin Miller and Adam McQuaid for four-year extensions. You
1: know how painful this is gonna to be to watch this year.
0: Like what, young? I know I understand that the Bruins' young defensemen, some of them aren't ready yet. But you had Joe Morrow last year, you had Zach Trotman, you had Colin Miller, and I understand they weren't the best defensemen, but they were young and you were trying to develop them, and you didn't develop any of them because Colin Miller you sent to Providence. Joe Morrow was already always scratched. Because you kept playing the older veterans that suck. The Kevin Millers of the world, who we talked about all last year, played all the time. And I don't understand why that is happening. So now you have Kevin Miller and Adam McQuaid for the next seven years, as of right now. Could something happen later on where they get rid of Adam McQuaid or Kevin Miller? No, technically not in the next seven
1: years. Wait a minute, hold off on that one. Technically not in the next seven years. You've got Kevin Miller for the next four, Adam McQuaid for the next three. That's seven years. Seven years combined, that's what I but, mean.
0: But the, yes, yeah. that's what I meant for the next seven years combined. You have Adam McQuaid and, and Kevin Miller on your decoy.
1: You're putting in five million on two players when you could get five million for one player. And, so and you know what? what? Doing. They're, and, you know, they're doing the same thing they did when they trade Tyler Sagan, they're playing for ponies.
0: And the one problem I have with the two, also, is I can understand if you wanted Miller and McQuaid to be your five six peering, your bottom pair of defensemen, they're both righties, they can't play together. Neither of them play their off defense wing. They all, they don't play on the left side. They both play the right defense. So that means guaranteed going into next year. As of right now, Adam McQuaid or Kevin Miller is in your top four, automatically.
1: Do you know if Adam McQuaid has a no trade clause, by any chance? I
0: don't know, but I could care less because the Bruins, the John Sweeney just gave him a four-year contract last
1: year. He still, he could still trade him. He's one of those crazy. I've heard, I've seen crazier. Sweeney's so just dumb enough to keep Miller over McQuaid. The
0: thing is. Would, I would feel a lot better about it, though, if they traded, if they did trade McQuaid.
1: I would, too, if they traded McQuaid. That's that's the kind well, of the thing point is, I'm thing I don't really even know
0: what the hell's going on over there. So I don't even trust that they are going to trade Adam McQuaid. They'll probably keep him. They kept everyone else. They're trying to bring back the whole team from last year that choked away the playoffs. Hey, Torrey Krug, what do you want? We'll give it to you. Yeah, we're talking to Louis Erickson. We're trying to gain some ground there. Why are you talking to Louis Erickson's agent? I don't understand. That was – you should have traded him at the deadline – but you know, you you added pieces, and now all of a sudden you're talking to him. He's going to be 31. He wants five or six years for five or six million dollars. You just got you just got rid of the last GM, like you said, because he was giving out extensions and picking up players that don't deserve to be paid this type of money. It's gonna happen it's, again. It's gonna happen again. I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to this week or the week after, and all of a sudden you'll see Bruins sign Louis Erickson, Bruins sign Tory Krug, and you're gonna have the same team. The same
1: Because nothing changes. No.
0: I mean, they just choked away the playoffs the last two years, and what changed? Nothing. Not
1: one thing. And it's going to happen again this year, too. Oh, you know I mean, they,
0: I, Actually, I shouldn't have said nothing happened, Jason. You know who they blamed?
1: They blamed the two assistant coaches. Yeah, exactly.
0: The two assistant coaches were the only two people that left the whole organization in the last two years. Can you believe that?
1: It's frustrating. It's the most frustrating thing in the world because you sit here and vote for this team and you have people who, as you and I debated on Facebook this week with a couple of people who really just are fangirls, keeping the dumb players and hoping that team plays well.
0: Yeah, and it's just like everyone's like, Whoa, they only." some people are like, oh, well, they only missed the playoffs by a game. Yeah, I understand they only missed the playoffs by a game.
1: They missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs. And then everyone's like... I don't care if you missed it by a game or 12 games. They missed the playoffs. They suck. They missed the playoffs. How do you have to argue that to every one of those people that says that? How can you argue that? They missed the playoffs.
0: And I even brought up... And people were
1: like, oh, well... um, Someone... someone you have... Here. I'm going to go even further because we've seen... Them, this is already starting. Martin Jones and Matt Murray are sitting in the Stanley Cup Finals combined for... Freaking price of 3500000
0: And if you want to add in Vasilevsky, who played for Tampa, or... Brittany. still a- less than actually, what is getting paid. If you if you add up probably all four of the goalies that played in the conference finals this playoffs, they all make less than Tukorovsky combined.
1: So there's a solution. Get rid of Rask. Don't win McIntyre. Go for it. What do you have to lose? Your defense sucks anyway.
0: That's I don't know what's going on over there. I have no clue. And you have people tweeting at me like, Oh, well, it would have been good for the Bruins to make the playoffs because they would have gotten experience. I'm sorry. I, don't give me that bull crap about experience. And I, and you I saw it with Detroit. I said, I, that's one of the first thing I brought up was Detroit. Detroit made the playoffs and they lost in five games to Tampa Bay. Does that really help them? Are they really better no. going forward? No, they're about to lose Pavel Datsuk. They're not going to be any better because they played. I've heard,
1: I've heard Pavel Datsuk's thing.
0: Oh well, we'll have to wait and see. This been a lot of mixed. Let we'll talk... it play out. We'll
1: talk... I haven't heard it yeah, finalized. Yeah, we'll, we'll
0: talk about that in a, in a few. But uh, Detroit lost in five games to Tampa. Is that really going to help them? Do people really look at Detroit and say, "Oh, contender," because they made the playoffs? No. Even if the Bruins made the playoffs, they would have lost Tampa Bay too. So I don't understand why people are like, "Oh, well, it should have been for the experience." No, not for the experience. I don't experience. know how
1: pe- I don't know how people can sit back here and just defend, defend, defend when it comes to the Bruins. I don't get it.
0: I just don't understand what some people are looking at. This team is not very good. It's not. Their defense is horrible. Everyone with a set of eyes can see that. Going into last year, everyone stated the Bruins' defense would be the weakest part of them. The weakest part of their their team is the defense. And now they have five of six coming back next year. Five of six as of right now. I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but this is the problem when you sign Kevin Miller. you re sign him for four years Adam McLean for four years last year, and you still have Seinberg and you still have Chara. They both have no movement clauses and probably don't want to leave Boston, so it's going to be hard to trade one of them two. You have Colin Miller, who you traded Milan Lucic for, who barely played last year because the coach doesn't like him because he doesn't like to play skilled players. And wh- where is he going to play now? Where is he going to play? He's not. Exactly. That's the problem. He's not, so Don Sweeney is not getting younger. And just like you said to start the show, it is just like Peter Shirley 2.0.
1: And why would Cam Neely sign off from like that? Kevin Miller, though, like why would Cam Neely? Does Cam Neely realize the job's on the line? It's not all just Don Sweeney right now, you know that. It's, so we can't just we, we can place this on Neely too.
0: You said it perfectly to start the show. It's Peter Shirley 2.0. Nothing has changed. And, we, and as Bruins fans, I, I thought I mean, as a Bruins fan and as a Bruins commentator. I thought it was going. To- are we
1: are we biased because we're sitting here bashing the Bruins because of the dumb moves that they're making because of what we've already seen the results that are already shown. It's it's. Bad I was called biased this week because of the fact that I believe in honestly that I do not agree with what the Bruins are doing I haven't hidden that for over a year.
0: And it's it's shame on me for a Bruins commentator and a Bruins fan thinking it would be different with Don Sweeney because you know it was Cam Neely. I felt like I felt like personally Cam Neely and Peter Shirley butted heads a lot and I felt like okay Don Sweeney and Cam Neely played together. They're good friends, and Sweeney picked Neely. I mean, Neely picked Sweeney to be the guy. I said, okay, perfect. Uh, Hopefully the thing changed around. But Don Sweeney was the assistant GM under Shirelli. I should have known that it wasn't going to change this much. I should have known. What has
1: Sweeney learned different from Sweeney? Nothing. I mean, other way around. You know what I mean. What has Sweeney learned from Shirelli. Nothing. He's picking up the same kind of traits.
0: Same thing. Everything that Sweeney said he was going to do for this team, he hasn't done. He's pretty much mimicked Peter Shirelli.
1: As a commentator or a fan, it doesn't matter. In a way, I hope that this thing falls up and blows up in their faces because of the fact that I want proof that says, hey, nothing's changed. I, I,
0: I don't know if how of your, as a Bruins fan you can look at how anything's changed. What has changed? He, Sweeney says he wants to bring back Erickson. They bring, they're going to bring back Krug at all costs. They just bring back Miller. He brought back McQuaid last year. The coach is back. What? That's, I, you would think the Bruins just made this conference finals and lost. And they're knocking on the door for a Stanley Cup.
1: It's like is getting into the playoffs good enough? Is that really the mindset they're going with? And that,
0: that, that, that's what's making me worried too, is that the Jacobs, the owners of the team, are putting pressure on the Sweeney and Nailor to make the playoffs. So they're like, okay, well, maybe we were a we were game away last year, so you know if we play a little bit better. But if you're game away last year with
1: aging players, these players these players are still aging. They're getting older. They're not getting younger.
0: No, I agree. I'm just thinking, I'm just trying to see maybe that's what they're thinking.
1: I don't know. It's just, it's I, a naive I, I thought. Know. It's a dumb naive thought to think that the team's going to get themselves back into the playoffs with the East getting better.
0: I just don't. Can you see it? I just don't know what's going on over there. I have no clue. Kevin Miller, four years, 10 million. That's a joke. He has room for growth. He's 29. He's not going to get that much better. What you see, He's 29
1: coming off of two broken shoulders. And
0: what you see is what you get. If he was any good, he wouldn't be getting his first big contract in the NHL at age 29. I'm sorry.
1: It's not how it goes. It's frustrating for the Bruins younger players that are in the system because now that creates a traffic jam.
0: Colin Miller's not going to play. You have nowhere to put him. Colin Miller... What about
1: half the other defensemen? Brandon Brandon Carlo. Who else is in that? Everybody else that's sitting in that system. Yeah,
0: because you have... Yeah, you have,
1: you have He's Providence for another year. You have year. A play
0: for the next three, and you have Miller for the next four...
1: Possibly Krug for the next five, the way they're yeah, going? Yeah, probably
0: five. Hey, Krug, you want five years, six million per? Yeah, you might. You, you got it, dude. Don't worry about it.
1: And we're going to give you a no-trade cost while yep. we're on it. Cause we have hey, a- Lou
0: you want to come back? Yep, we're working on a deal. Don't worry about it. Just keep, just bring back everyone. Bring back everyone.
1: Good, because I want to see it blow up in their faces.
0: Why don't they bring back Gustin, too? Why don't you sign Gustin for, you know, sign him for three years and $3 million, too, right? You might as well.
1: Right. But see, they would be smarter putting in McIntyre, getting rid of Rask. See, I'm I'm just crazy enough to do it at this point after watching Matt Murray.
0: I don't. Well, the thing that's the thing is, Matt Murray and Vasilevsky were both drafted in the same draft that Malcolm Subban is, and Malcolm Subban's not even. Close. That's what's sad. Malcolm is not even
1: close. That is what is sad.
0: It's just I don't know
1: what. The- it's another. That's a first-round bust that they wasted on Malcolm Subban. I don't know. He's not gonna make it to the NHL. You saw that one game he played against the Bulls, he was awful. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen here. The
0: Bruins I don't know. I know I know it's early, but still, John Sweeney deserves this bashing. The Bruins deserve this bashing. I don't know what where this team's going, what their direction is, what their plan is. I haven't heard one person like this deal. You have uh NHL people around the league saying you can't win with both McQuaid and Miller. I haven't heard I've heard I haven't even seen Bruin's beat guys who usually defend everything like this deal. The only thing the only thing I saw was from also from Joe Haggerty that said that Kevin Miller and Jimmy Beasy have the same agent. So because of that, maybe Jimmy Beasy will come to Boston. I'm sorry, I don't believe that for a second. Just because he, he has the same agent as Jimmy Beasy, that means nothing. I'm sorry, it means nothing. What the hell does saying Kevin Miller for four more years, who we think sucks? It's gonna bring in oh, Jimmy Feasy. Jimmy Vesey? Jimmy Vizy. No. No, I'm sorry. Feezy's not. I don't. That's not gonna be the reason Vizy comes to Boston. It's not going to be. But you know what? If, I'm, if, I'm, if he signs Vizy, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, okay, I get it. But I, but still, you shouldn't be giving Kevin Miller four years, ten million dollars.
1: He's not worth that four years. Yeah, I mean, I can understand a one-year contract, but not four years. Or two. Why couldn't it be two years, three million? Two years, three million. That's fair. Yeah. And if he doesn't take
0: it, okay, sorry. Well, I'm going to move on then. You can find players like yeah. Kevin Miller. San Jose just traded for Roman Polak at the deadline, and now they're in the Stanley Cup Finals.
1: We're getting to San Jose after because it's San Jose is a whole other story.
0: I understand that. but on its but own. It's just I don't know what's going on over there. Bruins, This Bruins team is frustrating. This management is frustrating. You would think something would change after choking the playoffs away two straight years. You oh, know, what do you know? The two teams in the Stanley Cup Finals both changed their coaches.
1: Change their coach, coaches and have cheap goaltenders. You oh, know, yeah. And they play with speed. Yep. Which the Bruins they're, aren't going to have this skilled, year.
0: They're skilled players, but anyways, we'll just, well, we'll, uh, I'm, I can bash.
1: Oh yeah, you know, think about, think about it. Phil Kessel and Joe Thornton. Two former Bruins are sitting in the Stanley Cup Finals. We'll talk right in right a
0: second. The one thing I do like it is Bruce Cassidy as the season coach.
1: So that is the one thing i like to know. We're on the same page there. So
0: Bruce Cassidy, for those of you that might not know as much, he's been the Providence Bruins coach for the past few years. I think Bruce Cassidy is a good coach. He's been obviously getting Providence to be better and better every year. They, they finished pretty high up in the Eastern Conference this year. And I think he's done a good job with developing players in Providence, obviously when they get called up to the Boston with Julian's a different story. But Bruce Cassidy will be running the defenseman. And like you said, I kind of feel like they're looking, they're looking at him to maybe be Julian's replacement if if stuff goes wrong this year uh he's he's only been running the defense so hopefully the defense can get a little bit better under Cassidy because Claude Julian has seems to not be able to coach them up but I do like Cassidy we'll have to see what he does this year but hopefully hopefully they don't have a bad year because if they do they'll probably just tell Bruce Cassidy and Jay Pandolfo to go and just keep Claude Julian again
1: yeah, this is what I'm thinking, and I want to know if you're thinking the same thing. You you have Chara, Seidenberg, McQuaid, Miller, all slower defensemen, yet Cassidy's more of a transitional defensive coach. Do you feel like they're setting up Cassidy for failure with that?
0: The way it's, they are now, I, I don't see how you would think otherwise. I, I don't understand mm. because, like you said, he, he wants
1: to be more transitional. And how can you be transitional with those players?
0: You can't. They're all hard-nosed, tough players. They're not really skilled. You could maybe say get, have an argument for Chara a couple of years ago, but now he's 39, 40 years old. He can't move like he used to move. McQuaid's never been that. Steinberg's never been that, and neither has Kevin Miller. The only person that he'll probably help is Tory Krug. The Bruins don't have.
1: Yeah, and Tory Krug had that skill when he first walked into the NHL. Exactly. So I don't. And Julian took it away. And
0: I don't see. I don't see how how Cassidy's going to have any. Cassidy can play. help
1: Colin Miller. If they keep Colin Miller, Cassidy can help him. Oh, well,
0: Colin Miller played well in Providence this year. I wonder why.
1: Yep. Cassidy. Because
0: I think Bruce Cassidy. Like, you
1: you almost get this gut feeling that Sweeney's taking Cassidy up for failure.
0: It, look, it looks, I mean, I just don't understand what more what, what Cassidy can do. All these defensemen are older now. They're not young defensemen. You can't teach them stuff anymore. They're, they are what they are.
1: You can't teach an old dog new tricks.
0: They are what they are. But I do like the Cassidy thing. I just think it's we're gonna have to wait and see how the offseason plays out. But
1: as, I, um, if, if if that defense is awful this year, I'm gonna have a hard time blaming Cassidy. That's the thing. People are gonna look for a place to put uh, to put the blame. How can you blame Cassidy when you does not have the pieces? I don't think to anyone up. will
0: blame Cassidy. I just think everyone knows the Bruins defense sucks. I think everyone will blame Sweeney. What does he have to work with? Everyone knows these four defensemen aren't that good anymore.
1: No, it's it's just it's gonna it's gonna be a rough time in Boston. It's gonna be a rough summer.
0: I, they have a long summer to go and hopefully be fixing this decor. But as of right now, it's off to an absolutely horrible start. Horrible start. But what's well, trending here to the Stanley Cup and the Stanley Cup Finals here, and you have the San Jose Sharks playing the Pittsburgh Penguins, as you said, Kessel versus Thornton. And the one thing that's been really bothering me recently is the Joe Thornton stuff about how the Bruins fans and Bruins management should be regretting the Joe Thornton trade. And at the time, obviously I was younger at the time. I didn't like the trade. But now when I got as I got older, I understood why they did it. Joe Thornton was the number one overall pick for the Bruins. He won the MVP, but he didn't win anything in Boston. He was the captain. He was the leader of the team. He didn't win anything. So the Bruins traded him and got rid of him to San Jose. The Bruins rebuilt their whole team by tra- after trading Thornton and won a cup before Thornton even reached the Stanley Cup in San Jose. And everyone that's been watching hockey knows that San Jose team has been very good for a few years now. And Joe Thornton has been the captain of that team for quite some time also. And what's ironic about that is they stripped him of the captaincy this year or last year, whatever it was, They put it on Joe Pavelski, and now all of a sudden, the Sharks are in the Stanley Cup Finals. And I'm not saying, and Thornton is playing well, so I'm not, I'm not gonna knock his play because he's playing well. But he's not a leader, and he wasn't, he couldn't be the franchise go-to player. The Sharks are doing better because Joe Pavelski is the leader of that team. I'm sorry, the Bruins got rid of Thornton. They don't, I wouldn't regret it one bit as a Bruins fan. They got rid of Thornton, they won a cup, and rebuilt their whole roster. And that should be it. It's been a long time coming now. There's no – I have, I don't think there should be any regrets about the Joe Thornton trade whatsoever. Nothing. Joe, I'm happy for Joe Thornton. I'm rooting for Joe Thornton if that's what you want me to say. I am rooting for Joe Thornton. But I, I hate this whole thing about, oh, the Bruins should regret that. Like, that was one of the worst trades ever. The Bruins got past that trade in one a cup. There is nothing you can say. The pieces they got back weren't that great? No but they still won a cup before Thornton.
1: So how can you say that was a horrible treat? You can. That's like, you're, you're like 12, 15 years too late with that. Yes, you know what? Joe Thornton's no longer the captain at San Jose, but man, what a heck of a role player he's been. And good job by San Jose to recognize Joe Pavelski as a leader. And yes, Joe Thornton's still one of the assistant captains, so he still plays a major role. But man, what a great job building that team by the Sharks management.
0: It's just... You look at it, like you look at it and it's like like I said, I don't mean to knock his play, I think he's playing phenomenal. And he's playing with Pavelski on the same line, but once they took the captaincy away from Thornton and once they put it on Pavelski, they're playing way better. They're playing so much better. Joe Thornton's not a leader. He's one of the guys you have he's one of the guys you're gonna have on your team to go along for the ride, but he's not the main guy. So I understand why the Bruins traded him, and if you look at that and say, Oh, the Bruins should regret that no they shouldn't. You shouldn't regret it. The Bruins won a cup. They restooled their roster. And even though right now the Bruins don't look that great, the Bruins had a better run when they were good than Thornton did. They won into two cups. They won one. This is Thornton's first cup, and he's been in the league for nineteen years. So I don't think the Bruins were bad or regret trading Joe Ford.
1: No, they shouldn't. And like I said, you, you gotta tape your hat to Joe Thornton because he's he does he deserves this cup if they win. If that team has fought hard, and I like Joe Thornton as a player, and you have to root for him because you really, how can you I not? I am rooting
0: for Joe Thornton. I am rooting for the San Jose Sharks. I do not like the Pittsburgh Penguins. I do not like Phil Kessel, even though Phil Kessel has been playing phenomenal this postseason, and he is a point per game player in the playoffs. I, I just don't want Phil Kessel when I think he's a weasel. I, he wanted out of Boston. Joe Thornton actually cared when he got traded from Boston. He, like, was very upset by it and emotional. Kessel could give a rat's ass. He wanted to get out of here so bad. I, but you do look at it and say the Bruins did have some franchise players that they traded away, and it just so happens that they had another one in Tyler Sagan, and they, all three of them are gone. And you have to look at that and say, is that a Bruins thing, or is that Claude Julian? Or what? Because the Bruins should be getting rid of all of these good players. Even though I agree with the Kessel trade, I, I'm not saying you should have kept Phil Kessel, but you've had three pretty much really skilled franchise players that are all gone off this Bruins team in, what, a 15-year span?
1: Yes, and, and I think it's a Bruins thing at the moment, the management.
0: It's got to be, right? Yeah, it's got to be. It's it's mind-blowing. But we'll get back, let's get back to the Stanley Cup Finals. You have Pittsburgh, who just beat Tampa Bay in Game 7. Uh, Pittsburgh was a uh, better team, I think, for the majority.
1: Pittsburgh wouldn't have been there if Ben Bishop was healthy. Let's just put it that Maybe, way.
0: Maybe, but I don't think Vasilevsky played that bad.
1: Vasilevsky played great. I
0: mean, Pittsburgh I, Pittsburgh, I mean, Tampa Bay only scored one goal last night. Pittsburgh seemed to have more jump, more energy. Uh, I think P- Pittsburgh wanted a little more, it seemed like. Uh, Stamkos came back last night, but you could tell he wasn't himself. He hasn't played in over two months. It was tough for him to transition there. And the, uh, the Sharks took took down the Blues. Uh, in game six at home ice, the Blues kind of made a little. And
1: that game wasn't even close, it, wasn't it? The Blues made it a little bit interesting. He dominated. The Blues yeah.
0: made it a little bit interesting late. They had two goals late from Tarasenko, who was a no-show all-series, by the way. And Until
1: game seven in the last few minutes. But Tarasenko is still young. you got to give him credit for playing a tough, tough, tough season.
0: But the Sharks, I think the Sharks are a team of destiny right now.
1: It feels like it. It's
0: like you know how sometimes you just watch a team play and you just go that that team that like feels like a team of destiny. Like it seems like they're gonna be the team that feels like the Sharks. Because it,
1: feel, it feels like you know the Western Conference was a dominant conference, but the Sharks seem like they are healthy. They have they're, the way that they're, they're playing. They're
0: healthy. They're getting like timely goals. They're getting. They have good power play. They have a good penalty kill. They have a tough home. They're very good on the road. They're very good at home. I just feel like when you watch them, you just sit there and go, this, this is the team that's gonna win it this year. Like they.
1: And they have a goaltender that plays very composed, and they're fast.
0: They're very fast. They're really, really fast. They're, if you watch them, you can tell they're
1: very, very skilled. They move the puck well there. They get it on the forecheck. But, but, Mike, didn't we see this coming that the NHL was turning into a speed game? Yeah, both teams in the
0: Stanley Cup finals are speed. All speed, and the Brewers defensemen can't even keep up with any of these teams. And that's what makes me frustrated. Chara, Seidenberg, Miller, McQuaid. They can't keep up with Pavelski, or Crosby, or Connor Sherry, or Don Skoy or Thomas Hurdle, And even go to Tampa Bay, Kucherov, Johnson, uh, Druin. or uh, well, you can
1: name it, you can go all I day. I mean, the,
0: obviously the, the heavy team was St. Louis, and the Sharks kind of had their way with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, St. Louis had a couple of good games. It was a back-and-forth series, I mean, certainly more back and forth than that Pittsburgh-Tampa series where Pittsburgh dominated a lot of the games with the shots on goal and Tampa, Tampa just succumbed to it, and it was tough for Tampa. But, you know, it seemed like that series of Sharks and the Blues, it was a tough series with a lot of speed, and it was entertaining to watch.
0: Oh, it was definitely entertaining to watch. But, uh, so, you said you, you? I think you said you were uh, picking the Sharks, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm picking the Sharks in six. I'm
0: picking the Sharks in six also, which is kind of, Weird, because usually we disagree on these, but
1: I, I just think the like I said, I think the Sharks team of destiny. You just it has that feeling. It does, right? And I think that's going I think the MVP will be either be Couture or Pavelski if I'd pick two players.
0: I know Koutour is quietly getting it done for the San Jose. Quiet
1: quietly. being the key words.
0: Yeah, because everyone looks at obviously Thornton and Brent Burns and Joe Pavelski, and Koutour is kind of just flying under the radar, and he's been playing phenomenal.
1: He leads the team in points. He leads the uh, playoffs in points at the moment.
0: The playoffs in points and his team, like you said. And Pittsburgh's obviously... A- and
1: Pavelski- and Pavelski's right behind. Like, right behind.
0: Yeah, and Pittsburgh, like you said, is going to be a and tough- that
1: just shows how dominant those two lines are.
0: Yeah, and Pittsburgh's obviously going to be tough, too, because Pittsburgh's been playing pretty well. And they've been probably one of the hardest teams in the whole NHL. He's probably. It didn't. We, was, we
1: were saying this last week. Remember when I mentioned that Pittsburgh might have brought marc Andre Florey back in?
0: And they did and It was a disaster.
1: And they did, and it was a disaster. What does that say about Matt Murray?
0: He's. I think Matt Murray is very impressive
1: good. for a young kid.
0: Yeah, I thought he played very well last night, and I thought I I would disagree with him from the beginning when they brought in Forey. I I think I said it to you. I was like, that's a mistake. That would be dumb.
1: Yeah, you were right. It was, and I agreed with you on that one. That would have been a mistake the way of that. Murray was playing.
0: I thought Murray was playing well. Uh, even like, like I thought for that game, pulling him, because the Pittsburgh was not the Pitzer was down like 4 nothing, And obviously, you, you pull your goalie to try and get some momentum for that game to carry over to the next game. I don't think those goals are Murray's fault, though. Murray's been playing, I think, very good for all s- playoffs long. And I just think Flurry's a head case, and Flurry's a choke artist, so I don't know why you would play Fleury.
1: No, n- you know, that's why this series is going to be interesting, you know, whether or not the Sharks dominate right away and they put Flurry in to try to save themselves. If they lose faith in Murray early on. Also, have to I wonder that.
0: Also, I don't know if you watched last night. Did you notice the Pittsburgh touched the trophy?
1: Yes, I did. I was going to mention something about that myself, about Pittsburgh touching the trophy in San Jose not. Isn't that crazy? Um, well, this, this always, the, way that's happened, the way that's happened, and I, I listened to the story too, when, Pittsburgh, when Crosby didn't touch the trophy the year they were in the cup, they lost. When they touched it the first time, they won the cup. So that's why they went back to touching it.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. I, I heard that story as well. That they touched the cup. They they lost to Detroit a few years back when he didn't touch it. They won when he did touch it. So that's what Crossy's probably thinking. The the Sharks went a different route and didn't touch it. It's all these rumors about how if you touch it you're jinxed or if you don't you're jinxed. It's like
1: holy smokes, superstition.
0: Yeah, it's so it's a waste of time. So superstitious. So superstitious.
1: Still gotta still gotta play the game.
0: Yeah, you do. Still gonna play the game, like I said. I don't think touching the trophies gonna have any impact on anything.
1: But yeah, I know it's really it was very interesting. Just you know, those were those were good games. Pittsburgh really earned that one. I thought there were a lot of impressive things about Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay's gonna team to watch out be a team to watch out for going into next year. And think about the fact that they're gonna have a two goalie duel for, with Vasilevsky and Bishop.
0: So the next thing I want to talk about quickly, too, is uh, the end Stam- Stephen Stamkos with the Lightning. There's going to be a lot of speculation about Stephen Stamkos in his pending free agency. And there's been a recent little rumblings around Boston about how he could possibly be on the Bruins' radar because Claude Julien likes him. Claude Julien went to visit him in the hotel when Stamkos broke his leg in Boston a few years back. The Bruins have cap space for once. They never usually have cap space to sign free agents. He's obviously the biggest one on the market. Um, he's only 26. He's everything you want for in a player. He works hard. He's tough. He gets back in the defense. He has a good shot. He can score. He plays power play. He plays penalty kill. I don't see him coming to Boston. I don't. And
1: I would, when you think about the process that 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 contract's going to have to be, I wouldn't want him to come to Boston because one player doesn't make a team.
0: I just don't think he's coming. I don't think it's going to happen. as much as Bruins fans want to speculate and throw the idea out there, I don't think it's happening. I know
1: I, I speculated on Facebook because I wanted to stir the pot. I'm not rooting for him to come here. I
0: am. Why wouldn't you want Steven Stamko? He's one of the top ten players in the If
1: he, I'd want him for the right, um, unfortunately I'm trying to think like the Patriots do, but I'd want him for the right price, not for the entire max contract deal because it ruins the entire rest of the team. You still have to build the team for the for future years. Yeah,
0: I understand that, but if, if you draft well and you, and you get people throughout your system that you have on rookie contracts, you should be able to do it. Like Chicago, you
1: have faith that they can draft well.
0: I have more faith in this and Sweeney to draft well than I in Tirelli. We'll have to wait and see a couple years how it goes. But the Bruins do have some pretty good prospects right now. They also have two in the, in the Memorial Cup in Lawson and DeBrusque right now. DeBrusque seems to be finding a stride. Sanusian seems to be a goal scorer. Brandon Carlo seems to be a pretty solid defenseman. So we'll have to wait and see. But that's how Chicago does it. That's how L.A.'s been doing it. That's how these b- good teams have been doing it. The Sharks. True. The Sharks are doing it the same way right now, too. They have, you know, Don's goal. No, you're
1: exactly have- right about that. I'm just not sure I have that faith in that management. Because it's all, like I said, management feels like it's surely 2.0. It does. It, that's it, what I'm saying. I don't have that no faith. It really even does these, feel like that. Even though these players look good in their, in their respected leagues that they're in, it's hard to have faith that they can come, they'll, they'll be able to come up to the NHL and be successful. You know where I'm coming from?
0: Yeah, I do because I don't trust Julian to play them. Bingo. Because you have you have San Jose and you have you have look at Tampa Bay last night. One of Tampa Bay's best players on the ice last night was Jonathan Duran. He would not be playing in Claude Julien's system. He'd probably have a turnover, and Claude Julien would bench him. But but who scored
1: the goal? I mean, that's why it worries me. That's why it worries me about Pasternak. Oh,
0: no one is he going to be
1: on this roster next year? No
0: one's more worried about Pasternak than I am. I've been saying it from day one since he got here. I was like, it's only a matter of time before they trade him. Cause Claude Julien doesn't like those type of players. What, who does who does Patrick remind you of? Kind of like Sagan, right? Sagan. Exactly. Where's Sagan right now? He's traded.
1: Dallas.
0: And then what did Sagan remind you of a little bit? Kessel. Kessel's Kessel. gone. And so it's the same thing. It's only a matter of time before Pat, Julian gets rid of him. You know, Julian blasts him in, in press conferences and says, well, you know, he's turning the puck over. He's not slung it on the wall. Blah, 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 blah. Yet... Other players turn the puck over and they're still playing. like
1: Yeah, it's 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 the most it's it's frustrating. It really is. And I
0: understand he's young and he doesn't he's not good on defense. I understand that. And if you're up a goal and you don't want to play him, you don't have to play him. I totally agree with you. I wouldn't play him either if you're up a goal. But when you're down a goal and he turns the puck over and you bench him the next shift, why? He's one of your better goal scorers on the team. I don't So that's why I get it. I don't I don't have any faith in them with the young players either, but that's the that's the model. You sign the good players. So, like for example, if you sign Stamkos and you sign Bergeron, you have Bergeron and Stamkos sign as your two big guns, right? And then you build the roster off of complementary pieces, kind of like what Pittsburgh and kind of what San Jose did. Yeah, I mean, so you Chicago.
1: so you get so you get Stamkos. Who goes in that center? Everybody everybody in Boston seems to think that they're pretty steady center, which I don't buy for a second because we're both thinking Krejci. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy, would be the one I would trade. Like, do you think this team is set at center? Or do you think that Bergeron is the only good center they really have that you can trust?
0: I, I do like Krejci. I'm, I'm a little biased towards Krejci. I think Krejci is a good center. Yeah, I know
1: that, you've been, that is true. you have been biased towards Krejci. I'm not as high on Krejci as you are.
0: But I would still say trade him if you can get the right deal for him. That, that's the thing. I, I, The only player I wouldn't – I probably wouldn't – I wouldn't trade three players on this team. Three. It'd be Bergeron, it'd be Marchand, it would be Pashnik. Those are the only three players I would keep.
1: Yeah, you have Martian and Pastranax are co- contracts up next year, and you just have to be shaking your head because it's just like, who are they going to keep?
0: They probably won't keep either of them, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ma- no, Martian's scored, scored more than 30 goals this year. He's too skilled for us now. Sorry, Brad.
1: Yeah, it's going to be... It's, gonna be it's, a one of those just, it's one of those... It's a Boston thing. It's a Julian thing, which is why you hope that they make cha- the changes quickly if this team struggles out of I the gate. I hope they do should. struggle
0: out of the gate because you know what Pittsburgh did? They were... They were down and out during the year, and they fired their coach, and they went on the best run in hockey. Do you remember? Do you remember the? Sh- did you listen?
1: Did you listen to the? Uh, what was it? The Brian Rust interview after the uh, they got the trophy. I did
0: not hear that. No.
1: Okay. They said this is about Mike Sullivan. That coach Sullivan gave them pride, made them prideful of the way that they played. That's what changed.
0: It's craziness. Also, the Sharks changed their coach, and I don't know if you remember this, but.
1: Former Florida Panthers coach Peter DeBoer. And Devils. Yep.
0: Uh, I don't know if you remember. Remember we talked about how the Bruins made that trade of Jones to San Jose, and the Sharks were play, playing really bad. And it was a top five pick at the time. Do you remember we were speculating about that?
1: Yeah.
0: And now we'll go where the Sharks are in the Stanley Cup Finals. Maybe. But you know, you know yep. what? They changed their coach there at the beginning of the year. They needed time to gel and learn his systems, and now look what they are. Both teams in the Stanley Cup Finals have new coaches.
1: And they, played with, and they play with a lot of pride.
0: It's – I don't know what the Bruins are doing. The Bruins just don't get it. I could talk about hours and hours about this team and how frustrated I am with them. But we – it's it's crazy. I don't know what direction they're going in. I, I fear I fear for what's coming next, like you said. I don't know what's coming next, and I fear for it.
1: Because you can't – as Bruins fans, as analysts, we really can't trust it at this point. What's to trust? Any move they make, you can't trust it. You just, you can't buy into it until you see them play next next fall.
0: I, I, I got to see what goes on with this with this roster going forward. Because I don't, I just don't understand how everyone can say the first priority is defense. Everyone can see that. Everyone has noticed that with this Bruins team, is that their defense is atrocious. Not w-
1: not one person has spoken towards Choward being a number one defenseman anymore. Not one person. Person. Not even just number
0: not even just that. Who's their number two?
1: Seidenberg, and he's not even a number two. Well,
0: like Chara Chara is probably a number three or four defenseman right now in his career because he's so old. Seidenberg, McQuaid, and Miller are easily all fives and sixes right now. Easily. So you have three five and six defensemen, you have a number f- three or four in Chara, and I think Tory Krug's pushing a four, if that. I don't think he's anything higher than that.
1: And that's why this summer has to play out, and you have to hope that they have something up their sleeve. But you have to also hope that it's, it's a balance. Like, you have Cassidy coming in, but you don't have the speed on the defense to get you there. Even if they get another transitional defenseman, who's out of that? It's, it's, it's baffling. Uh, also,
0: quickly, um, Pebble Datsuk is very... It's a very weird situation going on with Pebble Datsuk right now in the Detroit Red Wings. There's been reports that KHL teams are offering them deals. There's been reports that he turned him down. There's been reports that he's signing there. It's a little messed up right now because Datsuk has one year left on his contract in Detroit. And I think what he wants to do is try and somehow get out of his contract in Detroit and sign it in the KHL. But obviously, nothing has been finalized yet. That's a wait and kind of see approach with Datsuk. I think if he does leave Detroit, I think it would be a big loss for Detroit. Not because, I mean, Pelo Datsuk's getting older now, and he's not the same player he was a few years back. But I think he's still a good leader for all the young players in Detroit, a good role model looked up to. And I think it would be a significant loss for Detroit.
1: It would be a significant loss for Detroit, but they, this has been made very clear since midway through the season that Doc Sook was leaking him leave Detroit. He wanted to leave Detroit. He wanted to go home. You really can't fault him for that.
0: No, Detroit should have You can't fault him at all.
1: Detroit should have prepared for it.
0: Yeah, they... They should have been. And datsuka has been in Detroit for quite some time now.
1: He's done everything. That's his choice. Yes. And then we have the other news of Max Talbot signing in the KHL. Tournament. Oh, I
0: completely forgot about that. I don't good. I mean, I like Max Talbot as a guy. I think he's a good, good guy, good locker room player. He, he just, he just lost his step in the NHL. He just doesn't belong in the NHL anymore. So I'm happy for him that he found somewhere to play. I really am. I think he's a good guy, good player, good like good leader. But he, the Bruins don't need him. They don't.
1: No, they don't. It's a he's, he'd be spending most of his season in Providence, and then uh, LA, the LA Kings, going to have a new captain come next. Yeah, year. Yeah,
0: this is this is pretty surprising news here. Dustin Brown is stripped of his captaincy in Los Angeles, and there were reports that he was told about it, and they want a new captain. They want to move in a different direction, and this this has really been uncommon in the NHL. And but now you saw it with the Sharks, and now you're seeing it with the Kings. So teams are pretty pretty unhappy with their captains, and I think it's going to Kopitar. To be honest, I don't I don't see who else in it, in Los Angeles you would
1: give it to. You've got you got to give it to Kopitar. Right,
0: and Dustin Brown's on a big contract after the Kings won the Cup, and he last year he had a pretty bad year, so that's probably why they're trying to move on in a different direction. It's got to be Kopitar, like you said. I I can't see anyone else getting it.
1: No, I can't. He, I mean, you really can't. It's got to be Kopitar.
0: Also announced today a World Cup of Hockey rosters, and I want to get to those next week, because we had a lot lot to discuss next week, we'll we'll announce who uh, who made Team USA the finalized roster, I know they announced the preliminary rosters, Team Canada, those don't come out till later on in the day today, so that's why we will not be talking about it on the show, that's why I want to get to the World Cup of Hockey next week, there was also a lot of Bruins news that kind of dominated the headlines this week, so... I feel like that would be a good tease for next week, Jason. What do you think? We'll talk about some World Cup.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, because with the news that was that came out this week and with most of us being frustrated, it was the right time to do the show when we did it. Because we could save the other news, the World Cup news, for next week and there's really not much to talk about with it being midway through the Stanley right, Cup. Right,
0: and the Bruins making another bonehead move.
1: Yeah, that would be funny, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, and also... also the Stanley Cup. But not, not much news really comes out during the Stanley Cup out of respect for the Stanley Cup, I'm pretty sure. Right, strong. and
0: also, don't forget we... Uh, like I just said earlier, Jake DeBrusque and Jeremy Lawson are in the Memorial Cup. If you have time to tune tune into that, you can see some Bruins prospects. And it is good competitive hockey.
1: Yes, no, it is. The Memorial Cup is fun to watch. I know I've had a crazy week this week, so I want to try to find some stuff on I NHL believe, Network this weekend. I believe DeBrusque
0: and Lawson are playing against each other tonight.
1: I'll have to keep an eye out for that game.
0: Yeah, I think it's usually on NHL Network, so if you got to tune into that, go, by all means, tune in.
1: I mean, yeah, because they're in the semifinals now. It's Ruin, Noanda, and then oh, Jake so Chibas you'll have team one team in the, Red- Red- the finals,
0: huh? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So that means you can watch one of the Bruins prospects play in the finals. And like I said, it's good hockey.
1: No, it is. It's gonna be. It'll be exciting to watch because you don't get to see too much of that Canadian hockey on on American television. Absolutely,
0: but it is time to put a wrap on today's podcast. This broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Radio mobile app as well as clnsradio.com. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Help support this show by subscribing to the Bruins Beat Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a rating and review. We'd love to know what you think. And you'd help grow our, the show by doing so. Today's show is brought to you by Loot Crate and SeatGeek. Once again, some great deals. And most importantly, you'd help us out with this broadcast so we can come here after every game. Go to audiblepodcast.com Celtics. For a free 30-day trial of audiobooks and get the best deal on sports and concert tickets by using the promo code CELTICSBEAT, all one word, for a $20 rebate on your first ticket purchase when you download the SeatGeek mobile app. Our two presenting sponsors, who along with, most importantly, our loyal CLNS Radio audience, makes these broadcasts possible. From media coordinator Nick Sento, producer Matt Rury. CNS Radio Program Director Larry H. Russell, the founder of the network Nick Gelso, and for my co-host tonight, Jason Buckley. I'm Michael Setapani. We'll see everyone back here hopefully for the next episode of the Bruins Beat podcast, and we will talk to you next week. You can also follow myself and Jason on Twitter. I've been getting some great mentions on Twitter recently, Jason. So hopefully, people that download the show and listen to it keep following me and engaging me on Twitter. I will always answer you at Mike Seta 22. Jason is at Jason Buckley
1: 91 That goes for both of us because, you know, with the CLNS Radio Twitter app too, you know, you have a lot of people saying that our show is very enjoyable. So it's great to hear from the people yes, who see please it. Keep,
0: re- keep writing us. Keep reviewing us. Like I said, if you tweet at me, I will be sure to answer you. Even if we disagree, I will not bash you. We'll just have a friendly friendly conversation. I had a disagreement with someone last night on Twitter when Tampa Bay won. I mean, when Tampa Bay lost to Pittsburgh. So, it's all good fun. Everyone loves sports debates. So if you tweet at me at MikeSata22, give me a follow. I probably will follow you back. And I will answer you at buckley 91 for Jason. And also we have a Bruins Beat Twitter at Bruins underscore Beat. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Well,
1: you can oh, also, yeah, sorry, before we yeah, finish, Mike. Um, you can also find us on Boston Bruins Beat Podcast on iTunes. And on CLNS Radio's uh, app. <sighs>
0: yes awesome so please go check that out everyone and we will be back next week and hopefully you'll tune in next week go Bruins
1: go Bruins